January 30th, 2018. Grand Bahama Island reality check. We had a Skype call with Ian Rowley from the Grand Bahama Island and concluded that due to flooding and lack of meat for the cats, it doesn't make sense. Alex still wants to pursue it with the Prime Minister, but I think it's not going to happen. And then these were the questions that I had written out for the initial conversation with Ian. Describe what you currently envision this looking like. Are they thinking a drive through park where animals are roaming around a large area versus enclosures like ours that allow for a walking tour? What is your primary purpose? What do you hope to accomplish? Attract tourists, which could then drive them to Doc Antle versus rescue and conservation education. How did it come about that they contacted us? How do you envision feeding the carnivores? I don't know what that means. Attract tourists, which could drive them to Doc Antle versus rescue and conservation education. Must have been something he had brought up to me. Um, local sources, cost of shipping food in with any other constraints. We describe our model, the cats and enclosures, educational walking tours. And then the next section was detailed strategic and operational questions for ourselves and them. How does this enhance our ability to care for our cats and globally in the trade in them is pets pets? How does this... <laughs> How does this enhance our ability to care for our cats and globally end the trade in them as pets, props, and parts? Reaching cruise ships with our message would help stamp out cub handling in other ports, but there is probably a more cost-effective way to do that. Investment incentive. This would be a huge investment of our time and resources at a time when we are trying to focus those on ending the private possession of big cats. Why would we do this? A million visitors per year come to Freeport, population 250,000. Things to do include shopping, casinos, snorkeling, a 12-acre botanical garden, and a nature reserve with caves. There's no real competition. Could we have a casino to generate income for the cats? Could we offer cabins to overnight visitors for the full safari experience? Could we offer food service to the guests? How does charging for these services work with us not being Bahamian citizens? Taxation by both the Bahamas and the U.S.? Investment security. Would we own the land? If so, how much? Or would it be a lease? And if so, how long? And secured how? Any improvements we add are probably not going to be movable. Cats and food. 500 pounds of fresh meat per day, including beef, turkey, chicken, rats, rabbits, and sometimes specialty meats such as pork, quail, and organs, not in ratio to the number of animals that could be raised to the island. If we were to source this locally, can they also kill, humanely, butcher, and keep frozen until delivery? Vitamins. Currently, our primary diet is beef-based with all vitamins mixed in and brought in from Colorado by truck. Freezers, 17,000 pound capacity and must have a generator backup so we have meat even during storms. Who provides the electricity? As I understand, it is ridiculously expensive. What guarantee do we have of electricity? Vet care. Our vets volunteer their time with us twice a week because they have practices that pay them. We would have to have at least one vet available to us at all time. We spray regularly for mosquitoes here. Is there a service that does this in a way that won't harm the cats? In the U.S., our vets have to place a secondary drug enforcement agency license at our 
at our site, Hospital for the Controlled Drugs We Need for Sedating, Treating, or Euthanizing a Cat. How does that work between the U.S. and GBI as far as getting the drugs to GBI and keeping them there? Shelter from the storms. It looks like the hurricanes from 2004, 2016, and 2017 pretty much decimated the economy there. So was that from damage to hotels, casinos, shops, etc. that turned out to be just too costly to repair? What is the elevation of the land for the cats? (laughs) That ended up being the deal killer. Is it possible to dig out areas so that we can build up the hills over dens that provide our cats protection? Is earth moving equipment available for rental and at what cost? Cat safety. GBI has a reputation for crime being totally out of control to the point where vending machines can't even be used due to being smashed for the food and change in them. What will protect our cats from poaching and their food and vet care products and equipment from theft? Cats don't dig, so we don't have to worry about them digging out. But are there loose dogs who could bring in rabies or canine distemper, other rabies vectors such as raccoons or bats? Other than chicken-eating boas, it seems reptiles aren't much of an issue. What about birds of prey? Any big hawks that might pick off a 15-pound bobcat? Is there plenty of shade? Fencing. What are the local options for perimeter and cage fencing? Needs to be at least 8 feet high on perimeter and 12 feet high with a 4-foot cantilever for caging. Cost of materials and labor? What is the ground like? Deep sand or a thin layer of sand over coral? Staff. According to our 2017 annual report, we had the equivalent of 52 full-time staff caring for about 70 cats. 14 were paid, and the rest of the hours were from 186 volunteers and interns combined. It seems unlikely that we would have many locals as volunteers, given the economy. Food. Many of our people, including me, Howard, and Jamie, are pretty much vegetarians. Online reports state that the grocery stores there are stocked with many items that are years out of date, so that doesn't bode well for fresh fruit and vegetables. Is the water on GPI from rainfall or wells? Cost to drill wells for human and cat drinking? Shelter. Would the staff and non-local volunteers be living on the property? What is the cost of building suitable housing for so many people? Evacuation. We can't leave despite an evacuation warning. Is there a public sewer system at the site, or are septic tanks the norm? What is the cost? I think I'd lose my mind if not for Amazon, but I've heard they don't deliver to GBI. Why isn't solar an option? Human safety? If crime is as bad as described online, are our people at risk of robbery or violent crimes, more so than living in Tampa, Florida? Do Bahamians carry guns? Would we be able to keep guns for our own protection and in the event of a cat escaping? What is our liability if someone gets out of the jeep to pet a tiger? Because that isn't going to end well. What is the relationship between GBPA and the GBI government? People who live there blame all the crime and failings of the country to support itself on a corrupt government. What protections would our operation have from seizure by the GBI government? Internet. Alex says you have good internet speeds and mobile connectivity. Please elaborate on exactly what that is. Speeds up and down and which carriers. Immigration laws. Last year, typical, we had 54 interns, and they come from all over the world to work a three-month unpaid internship. They can come back up to five times. They have to go home in between sessions because of their visas in many cases. What laws would apply at GBPA? Transportation of key staff to and from Tampa seems to be limited to flights that are three and a half hours long to eight hours long with delays in Miami and other West Coast Florida cities. 
cost was about $450 per person. Is that the fastest, cheapest way to hop back and forth? Guests and transportation. We use a lot of golf carts, pickup trucks. Are these available on GBI or do they have to be brought in? At what cost and what are the tariffs? Getting guests to and from the cruise ships or airports. Cost of taxis, own our own shuttle, sourced where? What kind of capacity needed for a cruise ship docking there for a few hours? Could we offer food service at the sanctuary for guests? If someone were injured, where is the nearest hospital? Is it true that gas is twice as expensive in GBI as in the US? Same for food and supplies. Most people I'm talking to about their cruise experiences say that they either never leave the ship or if they do, they never leave the resort for fear of the sketchy locals in the islands. How do we overcome that fear? Just curious why GBI on Google Maps just curious why GBI isn't on Google Maps as a satellite image. Benefits to GBPA. Big Cat Rescue's volunteers are 98% women. This could impact the women's culture of GBI to be more interested in conservation and charitable work. Where women find interests in careers beyond family life, they tend to push themselves and their children to be better global stewards. Big cats have big appetites, so increased farming revenues to the island. We spend about $3.5 million a year buying services and supplies for the cats. Most of the things built at a sanctuary are pretty easy to do, such as simple buildings, concrete dens, and platforms for the cats to get up and survey their kingdom. These things could be a boost to the local jobs. People come from all over the world to see and volunteer at Big Cat Rescue, so it drives a different kind of visitor to the island, one that is more interested in preserving wild spaces. Big Cat Rescue has the most influential social network of any animal-related cause, thus bringing more attention to the island. Big Cat Rescue does 70-plus free educational presentations. We never take cats off property. To local schools and colleges and works with them to help children appreciate nature and cultivate them into politically active young men and women. Big Cat Rescue is always pushing the envelope on new tech and new ways to influence people to care about animals, nature, and each other. Most recently in the foray, most recently is the foray into 360 and drone videos as a way to experience big cats without bothering them. We would ultimately like to build zoos all over the globe that have vivid and interactive we would ultimately like to build zoos all over the globe that have vivid, interactive imagery of wild cats, but no real wild cats in captivity. Big Cat Rescue partners with Explore.org, keeping their millions of viewers entertained by watching live webcams. See all of our current cameras at bigcatrescue.org cams. Big Cat Rescue partners with our local Humane Society of Tampa Bay and a foster kitten program where our interns care for abandoned cats and kittens until they are old enough to be fixed and adopted. We also work with high-volume spay and neuter programs to keep the population of cats under control. This is especially important in an island ecosystem. A previous employee of ours, Chris Poole, also known as Catman Chris, and I gave his YouTube URLs, who has over 200 combined views 200 combined views on those channels of him and his two cats is must be like 200,000 or 200 million. I don't know. <laughs> Not 200. Um, he's planning to open it in Tampa because other models have been extremely successful. The industry is still going strong after starting around 2009. 
What Chris wants to do is create a huge open space domestic cat shelter where people come, visit with the cats, have coffee and ice cream, and come away with a new determination to help end feral cat overpopulation with aggressive spay and neuter programs. People come from all around the world to visit best friends in Utah because they can interact with domestic cats. Chris is British. Big Cat Rescue gets a lot of favorable press, literally thousands of articles. I gave bigcatrescue.org media. This may drop if we were to move entirely to GBI, but due to the way media outlets have changed, a lot of time they use photos and videos we send them and don't rely entirely on being able to send a news crew. It changes between number one and number three, but Big Cat Rescue is always at the top of TripAdvisor's list of things to do in Tampa. Big Cat Rescue only handles 30,000 guests each year, but we are limited due to our tour model. People can't be trusted to behave nicely around the cats without taunting them or endangering themselves, so all visits are on a guided walking tour. That means we have to use two volunteers for each group of 25 people. We use an automated tour where the guide presses the cat's name on an iPad, and each guest hears that cat's story in an earbud attracted to, attached to a receiver around their neck. That limits our visitors, too, because they must be able to they must be fit enough to walk for 90 minutes in the blazing Florida heat and humidity. We use golf carts, but that requires another person to drive. What would be more effective would be a monorail bus or train where people can't hop off that takes them to the cats and has the stories play over a speaker system. And that was the end of my questions and comments to them. I don't know. I think later it'll talk more about the fact that we didn't go. Clearly, we didn't go. If you're enjoying my diary, please like, share, and subscribe. You can find other ways to connect to me over at bigcatrescue.org forward slash carol.baskin.